Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. I've missed you. I always, always, always miss you. And really quick, just in case you haven't already subscribed to Cafecito con Estrellita, please make sure to hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you're using to listen to the podcast. And ah, that would be just super, super awesome. But anyways, I like I said, I really hope you're doing well because I have some fun updates as well as just important conversations I feel that are necessary to have. So let's go ahead and hit hit kick off with some academia-related content. Now, in case you weren't aware, we are currently, currently the week of October 16th of 2023 honoring National Transfer Student Week. Now, National Transfer Student Week is encouraged to be celebrated at colleges and universities, and it lands the third week of October every year. Now, I don't think I ever mentioned this, but I remember last year, National Transfer Student Week just, it genuinely just went over my head, but it was also during the time when I was, literally during this time, I was scheduling like one-on-one office hours with um, prospective faculty when I was applying to PhD programs. So this week just went over my head. And when I started to see, because, you know, I, I research a lot on my own time. And when I was just doing my little research session, I remember I kept seeing a bunch of things pop up for honoring National Transfer Student Week. And I just felt so icky inside, icky where I was just like, dang it, Treya, you are Cafecito con Estrellita, a higher education advocate. How dare you let this memorable time in higher education para nuestra gente, minority underrepresented students like... But then I had to stop myself because I'm like, girl, you are doing student teaching, still taking your own classes, applying to PhD programs and a, a whole other stuff. You need to like be kinder to yourself. But anyway, so when that happened during, you know, last year, I made sure, I mean, I didn't know I was going to be full-time entrepreneur. I genuinely, I'm not even kidding. I genuinely thought I was going to be in a PhD program this year. Like I thought I was going to start late September. But, you know, we're here. So once this year started and my mind was more clear with what direction I was going to follow with my life after the PhD apps announcements on my end, I was like, okay, I'm going to put to make sure that I don't get so hard on myself. I'm going to put these important historical dates in higher ed that's important to me and our communities in my Google calendar. So I genuinely live off of my Google calendar. Like I just, si no lo tengo, I'm like, whoa, I'm forgetting things. So I need it. And one of the other things I definitely wanted to mention too is the stats and other things I'm going to be bringing up about community colleges is based off of the California community college system and how that goes into the California State University system, CSUs, as well as UCs. I know there are community colleges all across the U.S., and as I continue to expand my expertise as a higher ed advocate, the more I just learn about different community college campuses, programas, cosas así, I will continue to share through these episodes. But 
specifically for this episode and for this time of the year, I'm going to be highlighting California community colleges. Now, in case you weren't aware, I am a proud community college alumni, Irvine Valley College. I transferred within three years and I'm very proud of that. I'm not going to lie because I was trying to make that two-year mark, but honestly, because I did land in remedial courses, and at least for me at the time, 18-year-old Estrellita that first year, I felt it was necessary for me to go through those remedial courses, especially because like, I think I've mentioned it in the podcast before. If not, I've done it in a speaking engagement. I know for sure. I was I took ELD classes all through junior high and high school. So I was like, ah, but always remember this. It doesn't matter where you start, how long it takes. All that matters is that you finish. So I am pulling up a report from the Public Policy Institute of California, Strengthening California Transfer Pathways. Now, I'm also going to be chunking up the most important concepts in my newsletter in case any aren't mentioned here in today's episode, because I'm not going to lie, it's so much information at once. And I dedicated like about 45 minutes and I still haven't finished the whole policy brief report PDF, but that's okay. So one of the things I definitely want to highlight is California's higher education system depends heavily on community colleges. California enrolls a much larger share of recent high school graduates in community colleges than other states, but it is near the bottom when it comes to enrolling in four-year colleges and universities. Transferring to four-year institutions thus play a vital role in boosting the number of bachelor's degree holders in the state and strengthening the economic security of California workers. Now, being 100% honest, when I first read that part of the sentence that California heavily relies on community colleges. Like, I never thought of it in that depth. But when you look at the whole picture, it makes sense because California has about 119 community college campuses. And most of the time, students will choose to enroll into those colleges before going to a four-year institution right after high school, whether it's to save money or maybe they want to stay close to family or they're genuinely trying to figure out what they want to do with their life, but feel it would be best at a much more smaller campus with a more intimate academic setting. And you know, you finish your GEDs, your general ed at your community colleges, and then apply for transfer most of the time. At least that's the plan. And personally, the reason why I never fully thought of it in that way of community colleges being a huge support, even to bigger institutions like the CSUs and the UCs, is because since I was in high school, and even when I was in community college, it was like the big dream, if you were trying to graduate, was to get into a good four-year university, right? And, you know, with all the marketing campaigns, the on-campus recruiting during, you know, cosas así. And it's just like, it seemed like those bigger schools, they're the shiny light bulb, which at the end of the day, it's higher education. It puts it in that way because it wants its students, this whole system, to obtain a bachelor's degree, to have a 
higher chance at career advancement. So it's kind of cool to know that these big four-year institutions, they need these smaller community college campuses to be able to be where they're at, you know? Now, moving on forward, most students who wish to transfer never do, with large variation across racial and ethnic groups. About 19% of transfer-intending students transfer within four years of initial enrollment. And as I continue to read this report, we start to see that there is an increase of community college students transferring out with their associate's degree, right? But once the pandemic hit, when looking at these bar graphs, you see that the percentages start to drop. However, as you continue to go down the article, in 2021-2022 academic year, the transfer enrollment rate went up to 31%. And the three factors for how that could be happening with higher education trends is first, students are starting in ADT paths. So ADT paths are when you go to community college and you are completing your course requirements, either the path to transfer to a UC or the path to transfer to a Cal State. Now, when you choose the path to transfer to a Cal State University and you go through the ADT, number one, you automatically get a small increase to your overall GPA when you are applying to a CSU from a community college because you followed that specific pathway, which is already a huge plus. There are more high school students taking community college level classes, which yes, it is a thing. So when I was teaching at the school district last year, I had a student, an eighth grader, that was already taking community college at their local campus, shout out to Modesto Junior College, whilst completing their K through 12 requirements, which just super cool. And honestly, if I would have known that back when I was in high school, I probably would have jumped on that too. And lastly, what is mentioned is third, the placement of changes in the community college system has allowed more students to bypass remediation and start directly in transfer transfer level math and English courses. So those three factors definitely showcase a level of support that made a difference post-pandemic, which was really good because like how I told you, for me, I took three years to transfer and I know for a fact, well, aside from working and stuff like that, I did take the remedial courses right after community college. I felt like I personally needed them, eh, but who knows, maybe I didn't. Anyways, but there are a lot of students that genuinely don't need them at all and they can still achieve students' success going straight into the transfer transfer level courses. And another thing that I was very intrigued with reading in this article is just one of those things where it's like, you know it's a thing, but when you actually read it, it's like all the dots connect, right? But it is so true in the sense where, based on this report, more community college students... And I'm even, and I'm talking about underrepresented students, todo, verdad? They were having a higher rate at transferring to Cal State universities than UCs. And one of the other factors to that, too, on top of getting the ADT pathway associates for transfer degree, 
with the CSU is the fact that there are more CSU campuses available for students to go to and UCs are just, there aren't as many. Hence why we see in the report that there are higher transfer rates for underrepresented students, Latino students going from community college to CSUs. However, we I will also mention that in the report, it's also saying that the UC system, because they want to continue encouraging nuestra gente to attend their campuses, they do have the TAG program. I remember I also applied to a TAG program. I believe my choice of campus was UCR, but basically it is a selective amount of UC campuses that are available for you to TAG. You just need the desired GPA to request the TAG admission. Now, it doesn't guarantee you'll 100% get in, but you have a higher chance of getting into that UC institution. So CSUs, UCs, looks like they are offering support for transfer student pathways, but as always, they can do better because nuestra gente deserve higher education attainment, whatever that looks like, undergrad, grad school, etc., to then have career advancement. And right now, it looks like the UCs, the CSUs, as well as California Community Colleges are all trying to work together. It's not out yet, but work together to create a single pathway to transfer. So there's a possibility that in the future, I can't say if it's in the near future, but I can say future, they may not be using ADT or or um, TAG, but cultivate a new path that will show an increase in overall transfer student rates. Because come on, who doesn't want a clearer roadmap when they are building their future? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes a lot of options is good. Like, you know, what we're talking about with TAG, with este ADT, todo. Pero sometimes just one solid option is the way to go. And then maybe one day we'll get more UC campuses. I don't know. I know UC Merced is the youngest campus. It was built in the early 2000s. Oh, man, then now that we went over the article. No, I'm serious. I really wanted to make sure that I addressed everything, like the most important key points as well as possible before transfers, transferring to the next topic, hot transfer students transferring to the next topic. But no, it's like for reals, porque it's important to honor our journeys. It's important to be our own cheerleaders. And it's important to know the different options that are available for us as we continue to pave a path towards, again, higher education attainments and career advancement. So I've just felt that this article needed its space. Feel free to check out a written form contact con, context very soon on my newsletter. That's one thing for sure. I'm still trying to figure out which days I'm going to launch out my newsletters. And now, uh, okay, so we only have, let's see, we are in, we're in late October, mid-October. We're going to say mid-October. Yeah. And we only, after that, we only have November and December. And oh my gosh, we had the, 
I've uh, so I've been, you know, in a couple of meetings lately, and there are going to be good changes for 2024. But uh, even the good changes can sometimes feel hard to fully implement. If you know what I'm saying, because good change, bad change, I'm not a fan of change. I don't think a lot of people are, to be honest, because it's hard. And if you've been with me since 2020, with my podcast, Cafecito con Estrellita, I, my gosh, I'm not even being dramatic. Like, I want to say for the first two years, I was real, like, no, year and a half, almost two, year and a half, almost two. Yeah. I was really on on it with doing seasons, doing 20-ish shows per episode. You know what I mean? On the seasons of the podcast. You know, a mix of solo and interview episodes. And then I would go on season break. I would go on season break for like two or three months. But I wasn't like sitting around and not creating. No, I still was because during that season break, I would outreach, research new topics or interviewees for the upcoming season and pre-record our episodes so I can have them ready for the upcoming season. So I was literally running a whole production while doing all the other stuff I'm doing, right? And after the whole PhD stuff, like there was a part of me that, especially because like transitioning into full-time entrepreneurship, I never thought would happen. Like I didn't even know, like don't make fun of me, but I didn't even know me being a business owner would be possible because like, I don't know, it's just, I was just, my parents were there from Michoacan, Via Mendoza, Aguiceramo. We crossed over. I was, you know, picking a path to have like a secure job type of stuff. But anyways, so because I'm doing the work with creating my sponsor pitch deck to reach out to este brands for brand sponsorships because I've the only brand sponsorships I've ever had on this podcast was one for the Airbnb I stayed at and two this really small ad I did when Spotify for podcasters was still anchor it's just logistic podcast stuff and I think I only got $50 off of that but anyways so for me to make profit in this podcast episode, I'm going to have to not redesign the podcast, but essentially like just kind of go back to doing what I did during like my first couple of seasons. I don't know about interview episodes yet. I'll get back to you on that. But for sure, the solo episodes, us having this collective healing space while talking all things academia that's still going to be a thing. And it just makes me kind of sad because I've grown to like, I really needed these, I guess I could call them vlog style podcasts where yes, I share the informative stuff, but I really let it all out there with the personal things, you know, that I'm going through. But because I'm going to be like, going towards brand deals, cosas así, I can still stay in those lines, but my episodes are going to be a little shorter. They'll probably be like 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And <clears throat> sorry, I'm not sick. It's allergies. Oh my gosh. But, and 
I'll also have to like go back to seasons because if you notice, I never officially ended season five. I mean, this season is probably the season I've had the most episodes, but it's because like I needed it for my mental health, for being able to hear my own progress as a Latina founder, as somebody who's built something out of nothing, you know what I mean? But again, it's still going to be a very healing collective place. Like, I mean, the sponsorships, they're not going to control what my episodes are about. But because of the le- like the logistical stuff and with the, uh, like with the book and all the other things I'm working on, my episodes are going to be a little shorter. They are going to be shorter. And I'm probably going to take season breaks starting 2024. But I'm going to do everything I can to have my season breaks like maybe be like two months, a month, algo así, porque I still want to make like, because honestly, sharing my progress, sharing this academic higher ed info, it's very important to me. And it, it resonates a lot with the Cafecito con Estrellita mission. And honestly, maybe I'm just overthinking it because I've never worked with brands specifically for the podcast episodes, so I am kind of worried because I've always had 100% control over how I develop my episodes, but um, I've never, like, yeah, just working with brands. Like, I'm excited, nervous, but it's necessary to keep Cafecito con Estrellita a profitable business because I want to be in here. I want to be here for the long run, you know? So, ah, I don't know. I'm just getting kind of emotional when I think about it because these episodes are the highlight of my days. And I just, I'm hoping for everything to work out. I'm just scared and I'm nervous because it's like letting go of control. It's kind of like when I had to let go of control with, once I submitted my PhD apps, it was out of my hands. Like I lost all control. Like that's okay though. You know, because there's going to be season in, seasons in your life where things you're able to, like, again, control them a little better. You're able to hold things together more. But then there's going to be other seasons where you just got to let the chips fall where they may, as cliche as it sounds, because you never know where it's going to fall. And I just, I felt like I needed to tell you all this. So I'm scared, I'm nervous, but it's going to be good. And... I'm going to finish, I'm going to stop recording for the podcast probably late November. So then I can prep all the things I need to prep during December and January. And then the podcast would be back early February of 2024. And it's not that I haven't taken season breaks before. Like I have, it's just like, you know, but it's okay. Like, this is good for growth. Again, personal growth, business growth, financial growth. I have to do this. So it's like, ah. So if you've had a hard time, like, you know, committing to some type of change or just letting the change happen, just know you're not alone. We're going through it and we're going to overcome it. Also, I need to call myself out for a second. Okay. So today at around 4 p.m., I was, okay, I don't want to say I was like getting a crash or whatever, but 
but I was like starting to freak out because I'm flying out to Miami. I'm not going to say because of who yet. Yes, it has to do with brand stuff, brand, a brand flying me out. And I'm excited, but it's a lot of prepping. The cool thing is that for this, I'm not going to be doing like a speaking engagement. It's more like, well, y'all are going to see. So I'm very excited that my business is flying me out to Miami. And I have a lot of things I need to get done before that, like my newsletter, recording this podcast, getting back to prospective clients that reached out to me after my webinar, and just finishing up a few like brand campaigns. And oh my gosh, just knowing that I'm flying out like late Thursday night, early Friday morning, and I still have to get things done. I'm like, ah, so many things in my head. And I was like, it's five o'clock. Maybe I should drink a Celsius so I could just like power through. And then I'm like, Straya. And I even, if you're not on my Instagram broadcast channel and you like cheese man, you should go to my Instagram broadcast channel because I share some cheese man there. And I was like, I asked my miente in the channel if I should drink a Celsius at 5 p.m. And it was kind of like a good amount of you said yes. And the other was like kind of judging me. But I'm kind of glad that you did because I didn't drink the Celsius, but I ate hot Cheeto puffs. And I'm hot Cheeto puffs don't give me energy, but it was like that kind of treat where I was like, all right, girl, let's do it. Let's do the thing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Now, taking two steps back, my webinar, Combating Imposter Syndrome, First Gen Student Edition. Now, I'm happy to say it was a success. We had a good amount of attendees. And I just, I'm looking forward to doing them again. I will continue to keep you updated because some may stay free. Some may require a fee, a small fee. But that will, eh, that'll come when it comes. But it was honestly a very good time. I don't think I'll do them like monthly. I may do them quarterly. Todo depende, todo depende. And I'm just very excited for it. And I'm like, yay. And it was, a, like I said, a very informative collective space. I highly advise that you subscribe to my newsletter if you haven't already, because I'm going to keep you all, all up to date with fun stuff like that over there. All right, mi gente, I'm so sorry, but it's time that we start to trickle away from today's episode. You know this is not my favorite part, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think you can tell I'm fighting some. I'm not sick. I, I know it's allergies because, okay, in case you didn't know this, but when you're sick and like let's say you blow your nose or you cough, if your mucus is green or even yellow, you're sick. But if it's clear, then it's just allergies. And sorry if this is TMI, but mine is still clear. So I like, I know it's allergies. And ah, but thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting to mention something, but that's okay. I'll be back next week to talk about it. <laughs> 
Anyways, mi gente, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Cafecito con Estrellita on any platform you use to listen to your podcast. I am so proud of you. Keep going, mijita, mijito. You got this. Cuídense y hablamos pronto. Adiós.